Now, this is going to be such a great topic to be talking around the subject of motherhood, which is true intimacy with our first love. And uh, not often we would talk about it in a mom's podcast, but I think this would be really, really uh, crucial. And once again, we have Mo Isom Aiken back with us. Now, um, she is obviously very familiar in our podcast and, you know, a two-time uh, New York bestselling author, nationally sought after speaker, and a powerful voice rising up for her generation. Her life was riddled with great personal tragedy. Her two books, Wreck My Life, Journeying from Broken to Bold, and Sex, Jesus, and the Conversation the Church Forgot, have reached tens of thousands of people worldwide, and her messages of hope, transformation, and timely Holy Spirit-led revelation have been featured on countless other platforms. And now her third book, Fully Known, True Intimacy with Our First Love, has been released, and it is amazing. So welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast. Back again, Mo Isom Aiken. Back again. Yes, <laughs> I'll just keep coming back. If you keep inviting me, I'll just keep returning. I love you. I love chatting with you. We just have so much to like chat about and it would be great for you to just come over and have coffee. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I wish the podcast listeners could just hear the depth of what we dive into even off recording. We should probably just keep on the recording because I, I know like, I, I was like, oh scared. man, I should have just, you know, left it on. <laughs> pleasure to join you so congratulations on your third book very very exciting thank you thank you thank you so exciting man this one was a labor it was a two-year journey even just pinning it which Mm -hmm. the publishing process is long in and of itself but usually an author can pull together a book in about six months this was a much longer journey because this was one where god was really teaching me what ended up you know rolling out in these pages while while writing it. So I'm excited and oh just eager, eager for anyone and everyone to get their hands on on what he imparted and in this one. Yeah, and the title is just so powerful, um fully known and you know just having that intimacy with God and sometimes as mothers, as women, it can be so easy for us to lose that intimacy with him, especially when we go about our business of the day and wake up and you just cook, clean, yeah. everything and so in your book fully known you quote a well-known verse, First uh, John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. What does this verse really mean? Oh, it's just the most, in my opinion, the most beautiful invitation. It really is, especially by way of knowing him and being known by him. Um, and it especially resonates with me as a mom, uh, as well, who who stays busy and stays going and everything we're doing is important stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's keeping humans alive. It's tending to a home. It's, you know, pouring into our husbands, our community. It's, it's all important work. And the only way we're actually able to do that, or I guess I should clarify going to be, sustainably able to do that is when we hold fast to and remember that it is possible by way of his spirit of Mm -hmm. his strength of his love that is already made a way 
that has already come to meet us, that has already been poured out for us to receive. It's not something that we have to fight for. Mm-hmm. It is something that man fought for us yeah. <laughs> and broke down the walls, the, the prison cell that we were in, in our sin, in our own strength, in our own efforts, that broke it down and pulled us out and then you know, proposed this intimate love to us that would be the very thing that would sustain us moving forward. Um, so, so functioning as a mom in this truth that we are able to love, mm-hmm. we are able to mother, we are able to wife, we are able <laughs> to, you know, do all of the things. Um, it's a beautiful reminder that it's not because of our own ability. It's because he first met us Mm. and he is the one who uh, has made us and sustains us and has called us into these places and uh, blessed us with these opportunities. I remember when I first started, well, the beginning of the book even unpacks where this journey of understanding deeper intimacy with him, mm-hmm. staining intimacy. It started at a place of burnout. Mm-hmm. It started at the place of trying to do all these wonderful things that we just listed yeah. uh, with all the best of intentions, but realizing as I came up for air, God, I feel so far from you. Mm. I, I'm doing all of these things and they're all beautiful things, but I'm I'm worn out and I'm empty and I'm dehydrated and I miss you. Mm -hmm. And I I think I even said, I miss you. Have I missed you? Like somewhere along the way, am I missing you? And that was when he drew me to Matthew seven. And when he drew me to, um, man, what seems like really hard scripture, but actually is the most beautiful invitation when he's speaking, it says, you know, not all who say to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Only those who do the will of my father, many will say to me, do we not prophesy, perform miracles, cast demons, see how they're arguing their works. Did we not do all of these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will respond to them away from me. I never knew you. Mm. And that, that word just stung, but then captured. And I began to dig deep and look up in the Hebrew, that specific use of what we translate to new is yada, Mm. which implies deep, layered, beautiful intimacy. It's almost hard to put it into English, what it truly means. Yeah. Um, the, The greatest way you can and what the book helps to unpack, even though some people might scratch their heads as I just fly over and mention this, but it's related to, to sexual intimacy. So mm-hmm. like when you see, and Joseph had not yet known Mary or the man knew his wife, mm-hmm. that's the same version of this word that we see translated. And so I just started to say, God, if all of your love and all of loving you forevermore hangs in the balance of this this knowing and being known. And you're saying that that is defined as intimacy with you. I don't want to miss that. Mm. What do you mean by that? And even in the rigors of the busyness of my life, I believe that you've made a way for me to experience that because you loved me first. And so how can I come to know the fullness of that love and man go forward to love others well in response? 
Yeah, the book is deep, and I I love when you said deep layer of intimacy because intimacy with Christ is so different from the intimacy that you have with your husband, and God requires of us so much more, not just uh, once a week, not just you know <laughs> twice a week, but. It requires for us every moment of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what advice would you have for moms who feel burned out with Christianity? I know that the book came about when you felt burnt out. Right. And I'd love to hear from you, you know, how about those moms who feel stuck? They don't know where to start again, whereby there is that missing piece in their heart and they go about their day frustrated. They go about their day not knowing why they're feeling that way. Obviously, the missing link is Jesus right. to missing with him because he's calling us to his presence. What are some advice that you would have for moms who feel that way? Yeah. So I cannot take credit for this, this first bit of advice. I heard it. I think I read it or I heard it a few months ago and I've repeated it to like 48 women. I <laughs> it, it touched my heart so deeply. Um, so the first thing that I would say would be what this person noted. And they said, you know, when you look to the scriptures, you see very different things play out with men and with women, with men, when they are communing with God, uh, particularly when we look at the Old Testament before Jesus was in the flesh amongst us, but um, there is always a striving. There is a work associated. There is preparing and going to the temple. There is a going up to the mountaintop. You know, there is a going into the wilderness to commune. There is effort uh, and work that is exerted on that front. Um, And there is in all of our lives an intentionality of how we pursue God. But it said, when you look to the women, you can see time and time and time again, that while the men labored to go into the presence of the spirit of God, it was the spirit of God that actually came to the women. Mm. So think of Hagar when she's Mm -hmm. in the wilderness and she defines him as El Roy, the God who sees because an angel of the Lord, the spirit of God comes to her. Mm. Think of Mary as she was praying uh, the the spirit, an angel of the Lord, the spirit of God comes upon her and life conceived in her. And just began to think even the woman at the well, Jesus is already at the well Mm -hmm. waiting there for her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, it talked about, you know, why, why is this? This is because of the very distinct differences in the lives of men and women and the labors that the women are going about are important. People are depending on them. They're caring for children. They're cooking the food to feed the family. They're tending to the home. There are so many, not to say the work of the men is not important at all. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying the labors of the woman are so essential to the love and the care of others that, um, the, the, the beauty is that God doesn't see that and then say to us, and why couldn't you add to your to-do list three hours off alone with me? Yeah. yeah. While the intentionality of coming away with him into the hidden place, you know, intentional time with the Lord is so important that we work in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it is this beautiful reminder that he sees us and he loves us and he comes to us. And I, I just remember crying when I read that, because I was like, it's when I'm washing the dishes. It's when I'm doing laundry. It's when I'm in the shower in the 10 minutes of quiet time. I Mm -hmm. get like, there's so many very important demands to my day as there are to so many women and, and mother's days. Yet when I remember, I, I don't have to fight for your presence. You are actually here. Mm-hmm. You came to me by way of your Holy Spirit. You're you're in my midst. I can talk with you, commune with you, think, wrestle with you through different questions and challenges all day long. Right. I just wept and I was like, that's it. That's it. We, we can take off. We can cease from this striving. Mm. Uh, and if that is the thing, this exhausted nature of, I don't feel like I'm good enough to get into the presence of God. I would just remind any woman you're in his presence. Mm-hmm. You're in his presence. We call upon the name of the Lord. He is with us. Amen. So for me, there's this beautiful reminder, especially in this season of I get the privilege and the opportunity to carry the very spirit of God and commune with him constantly. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's two minutes. Sometimes that's an hour, you know, Mm -hmm. but what God is looking for is the tender heart that wants to connect Mm -hmm. and commune. And really you can metaphor it too. It's what, it's what our, it's what we're looking for in our spouse. It's what our spouse looks for in us. It's, it's not a performative nature of, you know, intense frequency and perfection and showmanship. It's the desire to crawl next to each other and say, I long for you and you long for me. And I just would remind any woman who's weary or feeling burnt out of that very truth that there's a a beauty of the intentional time, uh, but there's also the beauty of the nonstop time with him as friend and as lover, as first love, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, the one who is Elroy, who sees us and who's with us. Um, And I just, man, I think when we remember that and we begin to see the frequency, the amount of time that we actually are in his presence Mm -hmm. and the very inviting nature of what that looks like, it allows us to let our guard down. We're not performing anymore. We're... Mm -hmm present. And that bubbles up the very things that as you spend time with a, with your spouse or with a trusted friend, you're naturally going to have the really real parts of yourself come to the surface. And those are the places when we will start to allow God to touch and tend to, and speak to us about our wounds, our trauma, our fears, our Mm -hmm. anxiousness. That's where we'll see blocks start coming down. There's a lot of things that are spiritual in nature that we feel far from God, or we feel a block, or we feel discouraged because we've allowed walls to stay up. Um, But when we say, you receive me as I am, come, you know, be with me, he will start working through, start sanctifying us Mm -hmm. and the very spiritual grip that the enemy had to keep you distant and far will start to lose strength. And we will actually experience greater and greater intimacy with the Lord where we will then hunger and desire that. And 
be compelled into that, into that secret place. Yeah. I love that you separate it into two, the intentional uh, time with him, as well as the nonstop time with the Lord. And I think also, you know, having that nonstop time is a great example that we can exemplify to our children as well, because, I mean, I, I remember there were a few times that, you know, like one, one time where my daughter, she lost one side of her earring and I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's pray and ask God to show us where it is. And in my heart, I'm like, God, please show it to us. <laughs> you know, it's like, moment, Lord. I know, please, please. And and um, we prayed, you know, and that night I asked her, how do you feel today? She's like, I feel sad. I lost my earring. I was like, well, we prayed and God is going to show us where the earring is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, God, you got to do it. And so... <laughs> And the next day we didn't find it. The next day we didn't find it. But on the third day we found it, you know, daddy found it. Um, And we're like, praise the Lord, Shiloh, praise the Lord. The Lord showed us where this earring is. But I think little things like this matters, uh, matters to the Lord. And I mean, it matters to me because he answered my prayer, answered her prayer. Yeah. um, And that she got to see his faithfulness, you know, and this kind of draws me into the question to you is what does it mean to be fully known by God? Hmm. Well, that really should be the journey of, of exploration of our whole lives. If we think of the garden, we think of Adam and Eve in perfect communion and intimacy with God before sin entered in, before the enemy came and and deceived. uh, What the word says is that they stood naked and unashamed before God. And the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of the invitation to freedom and to healing to wholeness Mm -hmm. is the beauty of uh, the return to that very same posture that spiritually we could stand naked and unashamed before God, fully seen, Mm -hmm. fully known. But you know, what happens, what we see in the garden when sin entered in, what did Eve do? She ran and hid behind fig leaves And, and the sin in our lives causes us to hide the trauma, the pain, the sin, the brokenness, the death, we just hide. We put on our masks. We fake fine. We have different layers to our personality. We have different facades that we hide behind, different idols that we think will make us happy. Mm -hmm. We really seek any covering. Um, but the beautiful invitation of the gospel, like I said, is this invitation home. It's this mm-hmm. invitation into intimacy that brings us back to a place where uh, to be fully known is to, um, man, have allowed the work of the Holy Spirit, the mercy and the grace of Jesus to have carried out their full intent, their full purpose, mm-hmm. which isn't just to make us feel a little better about ourselves and, you know, uh, hope when we die, we go to heaven. Yeah. It's to transform us, to bring us back to the garden, to restore us to our right natured place before God, which is spiritually naked and unashamed 
this is me, God, this is all of me. This is who you made me to be. Mm-hmm. And I delight in knowing you. I mean, Adam and Eve had no hindrance of the fullness with which they knew God too. Right. He communed with them, right. he himself. <laughs> um, and so I think to answer sort of a long winding way to answer what does it mean to be fully known by God? I think it's the beautiful invitation to our journey of faith Mm. that we would continue to um, allow him to undress, Mm. (laughs) to peel off what we're hiding behind, Uh, that we would continue to come to a greater and greater place of vulnerability, of honesty of nakedness spiritually and an unashamed stance before him. Um, Because this is why many times this is what the word says that when we've allowed that, when we commune with God, when we know him and are known by him, we won't stand before him in the end and tremble in fear. If we are scared of what could come at judgment, it, it simply means the word says that we have not been made perfect in love. Um, but if we will allow the Holy Spirit to uh, minister to us, if we will grow in intimacy with God now, then we will know what it means to be naked and unashamed before him. And the day we stand before him at judgment, right. we'll hear, we'll hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. We won't tremble at like, am I going to heaven? Am I going to hell? Am I, da, da, da. you know, all these things that we can knee jerk go to and fear that the enemy wants to paralyze us with. We'll say, no, I ran the race. I gave everything I had. I knew him and it transformed everything about me. And in turn, um, I believe I was fully known by him. I let him into every corner of my heart. Mm. Um, And that's sort of a long way to summarize what I think at least is captured in my heart when I think of that wording. Yeah, completely transparent and naked. I mean, what does he not know already? You know, (laughs) he just wants us to share with him. And that's pretty much it, you know. And in your book, you mentioned that true intimacy comes with a great cost. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by this? And how does this affect women and mothers? Mm. It's a great question. There's, um, There's a lot of layers to intimacy. Uh, I would say that the great cost Mm -hmm. that comes with it is the the mutual willful participation with the process that's hard, but holy, Mm. you know, this intimacy, this unveiling, this giving and receiving, it's not um, carried out when we're disengaged or when we stuff things down or when we fill our minds and our hearts with every other thing that we think satisfies really intimacy as we would know with a spouse if we're married. Um, it is a drawing near to me and, and I will draw near to you as mm-hmm. the word says. It is the effort of communication. It is the laying down of our lives and our will um, for the thriving of all, you know, for our brother. Mm-hmm. It is uh, the sacrifice that is the very reflection of the heart of Christ. He didn't come and frivolously walk without much uh, effort and somehow save our souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he lived on mission and he lived perfectly in step with the father. 
and he lived with intentionality. And the word says he didn't speak a word that, that was apart from what the father told him to speak. Uh, he didn't move out of step with God. He, well, the word invites us to work out our salvation with fear mm-hmm. and trembling. He engaged in that process and he lived, he lived intentionally. And intimacy is an intentional act, mm-hmm. emotional, mental, physical. It takes a decision of I am going to engage with this person and I'm going to work through the hard stuff and I'm going to celebrate the highs and we're going to rejoice together and we're going to grieve together and we're going mm-hmm. to know the fullness of exchange. It's not just a grace abuse pass of you work for me and I get all the benefits. Yeah. It's, it's a covenant. It's a covenantial love. And just as we, if someone is married would, would listen and know it comes with cost. Yeah. But I think sometimes we fear the cost more than we stand in faith and focus on what we have to gain mm-hmm. because it's not a one-sided effort. And this mm-hmm. is how sometimes our broken, intimate encounters with man can confuse us to how God loves us. Mm-hmm. We think, well, I'm going to make all the effort here and I'm going to put in all the work and they're going to leave, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to fail when I disappoint them or whatever it may be. It's not how God loves. And he wants us, he wants to heal those confusion points in our mind. Right. Um, but there is cost, uh, because we're giving, we're giving our life because a life has been given for us. Yeah. But there's such great gain. And to remember that as mothers and as women that man, we, we, we stand to, to lose nothing, uh, in comparison to what we gain, that investment is worth it. It, it yields life and fruit and joy and breakthrough and, um, it's worth it. It's really worth it. Right. And I mean, the truth of the matter is we already know where we're going and God doesn't leave us nor forsake us. That's basically what he said. And it is true. It is a great cost. And um, in our previous podcast, we talked about the role of motherhood and how the way the society is going and currently the battle of the darkness that we're facing with gender confusion and, you know, sexuality and everything. And some of these have caused moms to be fearful of what might happen to their children. But as we're talking about drawing intimately to Christ, to our beloved, and in our previous podcast, we talked about putting on that mantle of Christ over us and And obviously, when God has called us uh, for this purpose, and like you said, there is a great cost. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the end of the day, God is still going to be for us, not against us. Right. Um, And so how do you suggest for moms to carve out the time to, to be more intimate in a place where they can fully be known by the one who loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know we chat about being intentionally intentionally um, spending that intimate time with him and also having that nonstop conversation. Mm-hmm. But what are some practical ways can moms implement when they're going about, you know, homeschooling their children, picking up their kids from this activity or a play date and whatnot? <laughs> yeah. 
Can you just uh, share some practical ways that moms can implement? Sure. Yeah. I think as we mentioned, remembering and holding fast to the truth that there is that invitation to engagement at all times, Mm -hmm. Um, because really there are some days where it's, you know, 10 minutes on the way to carpool or it's, you know, five minutes in the shower and we're, we're face down, passed out by eight 30 on the bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> sleep on our kid's floor. That's where I fall asleep a lot. Um, and it seems challenging of how or when would I, you know, be able to build in any other time. But um, I think I go to the story of Martha and Mary and we give Martha a, a, a bad rap a lot. Um, but she, she loved the Lord and mm-hmm. she was laboring unto him. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus is kind in his rebukes even, but when she, you see a difference in how Martha was functioning in his presence versus how Mary was. And when Martha tells Jesus, you know, rebuke, rebuke her, uh, she needs to help me. She's not helping me. Mm-hmm. He, it's really interesting to me what he responds to her is, Martha, Martha, you, you worry about so many things, but if there is anything for you to worry about, Mary has found it and it will not be taken from her. Mm-hmm. And I find this so interesting because he's actually giving us permission to worry for lack of a better word about it. Right. He is telling us if you're going to be strained around anything, let it be this, let it be what Mary has found, which was a posture at his feet. Mm. Um, and because what she's found can't be taken. And so I, sometimes I, I say that to say, first and foremost, I want to encourage moms that, um, if you, yes, there's the beautiful invitation to the constancy of his presence, but it's also not a bad thing to feel tension and weight of, I want to be more intentionally still with him. And how do I do that? Um, Because he's told me, he's told Martha, this is worth thinking about, you know, this is worth worrying about um, because that's, what's of great value. So don't think that just because you feel the strain of like, I feel far from God and I, I, I don't feel like I can get in his presence that he's like, you can't, you know, why are you so far from me? (laughs) Um, I think he shows us how to practically make a way to achieve that. And in my life, at least what it looks like is, um, well, I'll say from a big picture point of view, my husband and I sit down with the calendar at the beginning of each month. I could point you to our big hanging whiteboard one on my, (laughs) but that is a a pillar of what we build into our calendar, two things, Jeremiah's time and most time and making sure, you know, there are chunks of time in our weeks, in our months that, you know, Hey, I know Jeremiah is going to take over with the kiddos and I am going to very intentionally carve out this afternoon out to get into the word uh, or to be more still so there's the the big opportunities of very intentionally just building your family time and decisions. We also take Sabbath very seriously. Uh, we Sabbath on Saturday, and mm-hmm. that that's a day where we don't make many commitments outside of the house. That is a day that we rest and we come into His presence and we get in the Word together. And mm. so that has transformed our family. But I would say on the other days where if there's a mom looking at her calendar like, "Give me a break," I'm a single mom, or you know, yeah, but 
but my husband's deployed or works eight to seven, like, um, there is a beautiful place in a season of motherhood to invite our children in to that intentional carved out time. Mm. We almost every morning will worship as a family or Mm -hmm. mom with the kids. Uh, we put on YouTube, we will get through worship songs. Sometimes the kids will dance. Sometimes they'll jump around. They'll certainly sing. They know the words. It's what yeah. you know, their hearts, but even just the other day, Auden, my oldest, she was laying face down on the floor, just in prayer. Oh. We worshiped. Wow. And I just thought, man, I, I don't, I don't have to be isolated and alone. Yeah. My heart, myself, you know, be yeah. for him and how cool that she also is moving into these moments, but we'll worship together. We have a prayer board up mm. on our mantle. It's not mm-hmm. the prettiest thing. It's a whiteboard, but you know what? Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. keeps our family seeing who we're praying for, what we're mm-hmm. praying for. Um, and we carve time to, to be in the word now challenging sometimes when my one-year-old's climbing all over, but we have made a flow to our day that isn't just let's wake up and watch Daniel Tiger. It's let's wake up and give our first fruits to the Lord. Amen. Then it's morning snack time, you know, and while y'all snack, mommy's going to read like, again, that's not always perfect or glamorous. Sometimes very much is interrupted, but I, I just think the practicality of releasing what our schedule's been and saying, God, you build out my schedule. Yeah. And even if I get me at home alone with the kids, you build out our day's schedule. Flip whatever you need to flip, take mm-hmm. away whatever you need to take away, and let me, you know, cement in these very important pillars and invite my children into those things. Um and in those moments, I have to decide I'm not going to, Martha, I'm not going to say, well, oh, it's five minutes and they're taking a snap and <laughs> go flip laundry. Like you really have to decide these are my times. This is what it's devoted for. And no matter what temptation or pull wants to jerk me away, I'm going to fight for this. Yeah. And, um, those are just really practical, really intentional ways that we build in some consistency interruptions happen, life happens, but we're focused more on being formed into worshipers, into Mm -hmm. word readers, into prayers by making sure this is a daily rhythm. Mm. Um, And so then when interruptions happen, it's not like we, we sink the whole ship. It's just like, Okay. Tuesday did not go how I thought, (laughs) but you know what, God, this is one of those days. I just remember you're with me 24 seven. Right. And then we try to get back on the train. So I I love those tips. I mean, um, it's so easy for women and mothers to just, you know, do something else. Uh, you know, another thing that's being added, you know, to the house, another thing that's being added, you know, Um, for us, you know, Uh, but I I love those gem nuggets that you shared. And in in such a way that using those very little time, you're being drawn so much more intimate to God and your book fully known. It's deep. It's hydrating to the soul. I would love to know, tell me where can my listeners pick up the book? Sure. Yeah, it is as of April 6th. um, It's available wherever books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know what? Everything's online shopping these days. So (laughs) retailers outside of that, Uh, but yeah, it's just available wherever books are sold. I would say the easiest places to jump on Amazon. Um, Yeah. 
and grab it there. There's usually a great discount on there as well. Or if you want to jump over and learn more about it to moisom.com, just M-O-I-S-O-M.com. Um, it's there as well as probably linked in my, in my Instagram um, page, which is just at moisom. And we're talking about it and we do a lot of giveaways and um, that is another place that people can jump to check it out. Awesome. Well, Mo, thank you again so much for coming on the show. It's just been such a joy and a pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It is always a treat. You are doing an incredible work for the kingdom. And I just want to cheer you on, encourage you forward in cultivating these conversations. They're really good. And you as well. Thank you. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.